0: Hello, hello listeners to the third way podcast. One of my favorite topics or areas of examination on this podcast and my writings is practical or pragmatic third ways to do things, to live a happier, more fulfilled life, to feel better, to, to, um, increase your functionality and whatnot. So I'm super excited to be joined by a dear friend and root and river client, Mike Williams. Mike is here in Austin. I'll link to Mike's website in the show notes. Mike is a certified Rolfer
1: and Hikomi
0: practitioner. So welcome, Mike. Thanks for doing hey, this.
1: With me. Justin, it's always a pleasure, man. Good to see you.
0: So what does that mean? What's the short, what's the like, you know, explain it
1: to a 10 year old version of, of what a Rolfer certified Rolfer and Hikomi practitioner is? Sure. Um, well, rolfing as a practice is a method of bodywork or manual therapy and movement reeducation that's, organized around uh, bringing holistic balance to uh, the structure the way our bodies are built to mainly help resolve uh, movement or pain issues, uh, where Hakomi, the other part of my work, is a mindfulness-based um, practice of somatic psychology, which looks at the body as the lens through which we can study um, psychospiritual challenges we may be facing.
0: Interesting. Yeah, when we um, when Emily and I were started working with you, we developed, we worked, we uncovered with you this category that I still refer to you and a lot with people as Homo sapien. Ah, yes, nice, like a, like a whole human. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about what are some existing modalities that actually are harm, actually more harmful than people realize. Um, you know, whether that be Western medicine or Eastern philosophy or whatever, like, what are some stuff where people think, well, that's helpful, but it's actually not, um,
1: it's not making, it's not SOMA. It's right. It's just dis- disintegration instead of. Yeah. That's an interesting way to look at it. Um, well, I would, I would say that, um, if done skillfully and with, you know, thoughtful, uh, framing, nothing should be harmful, um, and I think the challenge can be where they get reductionist. Mm. So I often have clients come in that have uh, on the body work, the rolfing side, for instance, that are dealing with chronic pain. Maybe they've gone through a surgical um, procedure or maybe they've done physical therapy. And very often it can be, uh, I think, just very hyper-focused on symptomology and mm. resolving that. It's kind of like the... How can the one thing just magically get rid of all of the things? Mm -hmm. Um, and those don't necessarily take into account all the ways that those challenges were formed, whether it's, um, a set of habits, good or bad, that once served that no longer do, but they're just kind of now an automatic, Mm -hmm. um, a history of trauma, um, you know, that just the overall aging process, uh, or even, um, Personality traits, like some of the ways through which we just uh, adapt to the world and create our ourselves, our character that we mm-hmm. meet the world with, um, they have a very physical manifestation mm-hmm. that over time can um, encourage disarray and disintegration. And if you know we're aiming at, well, here's the just the loud signal that's kind of obnoxious right now. It doesn't take into account all the ways that we got there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had the epiphany yesterday and um, this week's essay that I I, I'm publishing is on this very topic of that consciousness, whatever, however you identify consciousness, whether it be science, scientific, spiritual, or a combination does not heal trauma. Ah, Uh, Yeah. I think a lot of people think it does, including me. Mm. and And it kind of reminds me of kind of the somatic psychological version of like low fat diets. Where yeah, people think nice. that if you're on a low-fat diet, then that's good for your health, when actually it can be quite harmful right. uh, to be on yeah. a low-fat diet. I, I point out that Lewis and Clark almost were, almost died from a low-fat diet because they didn't have any access to animals with lots of fat. Right. So, right. Um, so I I bring all that up to say that it seems to me that you you're one of the few people I know. I know I know a few other people with some not 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 your level of credentialing, sure. but sure where you are like the, like if someone is in therapy whether, especially if it's more union, like parts therapy, you know, internal family systems, that's the kind of therapy I, 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 I go to. Yeah. Like combining that with a mindfulness practice and then like a body practice, mm-hmm. it, 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 you, you seem to have found this, this crease between these sort of, if it was a Venn diagram um, mm-hmm. between mental health, spiritual health and physical health, to put it in somewhat simplistic terms. Sure. I'm, I'm curious about how far into your journey in this shift from, you know, uh, the finance world to this world, how far into it did you realize you're like,
1: holy shit, I- I'm onto something here that this approach. Well, it's definitely emergent and, you know, uh, some days, 13 years now into this practice, I'm like, I have no clue what I'm doing. And other days I'm like, I'm really onto something. Um, but I would say that, uh, after about, at about two to three years into this work, um, after changing careers, um, I began to realize like there's something more and I need to dig deeper. And then that was another few years. Um, I would say, probably around 2012 or 13 that time, which was about four or five years into my practice. Mm. um, That's when I started to, you know, see that, okay, it's not just the physical stuff Mm -hmm. that is the important stuff, although I really thought it was. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, it's through that and inclusive of what else is organizing the physical stuff. Right. And when I began to bring in, I began as a rolfer and then Hakomi followed when I began to bring in Hakomi as a practice, that's when things really started to, to deepen and take off in my awareness.
0: My former partner, Lena, um, her business, she has a, a healing practice. That's a combination of, um, um, bone work, which is a, Modality for those that don't know, sort of a, a, a modality that focuses on more like soft, soft approach to, and then a massage and then coaching. Mm-hmm. And one of her, her kind of fundamental beliefs is that the, the path to the soul is through the body. I um, and it seems like that there's some, uh, simpatico some there with you with this idea that, um, there is this sort of path through the body to something, um, mm-hmm. you know, that you're, it's not, we're not just, Bags of skin and cells that we're responding to. We're we're not just being genetically imprinted upon. There's other factors at play in this process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what is, um, what is a, what is a fairly, what's some of the common like deconstructing you need to do when people find you and you start working with them? Like, you know, they've come in with their Mm -hmm. sort of baggage and biases and you know, Ah. the the internet has wrecked everything. Uh, And so what, what is that? What are some
1: things you've had to help people deconstruct? I think. Um generally speaking, nine times out of ten um, the the foundational learnings are um, can you learn to track yourself in the moment, like what's happening in mm-hmm. your system and when I say system, I mean physical system, mental system, emotional system, and you know inclusive of spiritual energetic if those are within people 's belief systems um, can you track that and then can you as the next step, build awareness around the impact of that thing that you're doing. Right. And if, you know, there's many different unique ways that people get in the way of themselves in those realms. Um, but there seems to be, you know, that commonality, like, okay, if we can build awareness and we can start to craft um, some tools around shifting impact, then almost everybody has good results.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm a, you know, this is like talking about golf with Tiger Woods, you know, me, like, you know, in the right. sense that yeah. what I've realized is that there's, um we have encouraged a level in Western culture, especially American culture of dissociative, dissociative disorder, really, or body mm-hmm. dy- dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. um And this detachment from, you know, that the body, you, you, so I, you know, I used to do this myself, which is when my, when I had like a, uh, bring a, a, a pathological mind, like what's wrong with me and it needs to be mm. fixed. Right. I'll do that to some extent, um, sure. in, instinctively, but, um, I think that understanding that it's just data, it's just information. Mm. Um, you know, pain is information. It's, it's not, it doesn't, it, you know, the mind is associating meaning to it. And sometimes it's right. Sometimes, you know, if you got to, an arrow sticking out of your arm and it hurts. It's because you've got an arrow sticking out of your arm. That is the meaning. True. of it. True. When you have, you know, stuff that where the Western medicine is referred to it as disorders as an example, or, mm-hmm. you know, fibromyalgia or ghost pain or anything like that. It seems to me that it's almost always some unresolved somatic issues. Um, it's not actually patho- pathological as much as it is somatic. Um, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I, I fully agree. And I would, take it maybe a step further. Um, you know, what I, what I find with most of my people um, on, you know, in either realm, in the bodywork realm or in the Hakomi realm is that there's this set of things we're doing without noticing, right. It's, you could lump that into habits or subconscious patterning or things mm-hmm. like that. All of those have this, you know, old derivation. And it's very easy if we're looking at ourselves uh, through a, pathologizing lens or like a lens of this thing is my tool and it's broken and I just need to fix it so I can get on with doing my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to miss that we developed those habits to help us in some way. Mm-hmm. So whether that was an early childhood developmental habit that formed of you know relating with the world, or if it was some way that, okay, I actually physically use my body to do the things I need to do in my life. Mm -hmm. They all got us here to be able to talk about it and try to unpack it. So innately they're good. And I think people miss that a lot. Like they're usually wanting to try to defeat the ailment or defeat the thing that's going wrong. And they're not seeing like, Oh, there's, there was some utility here. Yeah. And it's just doesn't serve anymore. And how can I recognize that and then create something Better from here
0: yeah so that's super interesting um as we begin to wrap here i sure you and i i would say our, our i would hopefully maybe agree with this we're admirers of Stephen Kotler's work um which yeah i don't like the word fan because he's not fan, <laughs> but, but admirer for sure um yeah. And you gave me a, a copy of his book, The Art of Impossibility, which I'll link to as well. I'm working my way through that. It's kind of chewy. It's not something you just sit down and read. It's burly. Yeah, it's burly. Right. Yeah. It's like eating a power bar. Um, and so, but the reason I bring that up is because um I'm curious is what do you think is next for you as a human man and your own like super aware and you, and your you're obviously brilliant from an intelligence standpoint, and you're also you're also an executor, like you're an implementer of the things that you learn. Yeah. So, in the spirit of sort of Stephen Kotler finding the edge of things, yeah, what do you think is the kind of the next thing that you want to that you're going to awaken to, or work on, or expand in yourself?
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm already there um, or working it. So, maybe paradoxically, the the edge I've been working in the last few months is actually uh, simplicity. Like my mm-hmm. system really likes to make things overly difficult. <laughs> and so um, I've, you know, over the last couple of months, I found that when I can really uh simplify and come back to some just core tenets of being like being mindful. Okay. Taking care of my body, resting, being in gratitude, things just open and there's that flow, which is very Cutler-esque, uh, mm-hmm. if you yes, will. Right. Um, so that the edge that I'm now leading into is, okay, how do I do all of these things, be simple and in relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, as yeah. that's, I tend to be self-reliant and doing it connected is trickier. Yes.
0: Yeah. We are not surprisingly similar. Mine is you know, kind of Ken Wilber's almost like integration and tr- transcendence and integration and, um, this awareness that, um, treating my, uh, it's this paradox or this, this it's like a dichotomy or something. It's this realization that if I treat my trauma responses with scorn or shame, it makes it, it makes it worse. It's, you know, mm-hmm. that which you resist persists. And I know that my trauma responses, for example, affect my partner like right. in, uh, and and so where I'm navigating is this like how do you integrate these components to be a more whole self um and there is you know it does seem like life is kind of like a three piece jazz band you know of mm. of like work self care self work work you know career, and relationships, mm. and finding the flow like you said with Kotler stuff or, or Jamie wheel um, finding that flow to me is not the goal. It's the evidence that you've integrated. Mm, it's sort nice. of like I'd say about presence. If you're present, if it's easy for you or natural for you to be present, that means your inner child is safe. Yeah. Because if your inner child isn't safe, then the protectors will come out and it will. And the protectors either are older f- forward thinking like optimistic dreamers or someday we'll get out of this shit or yeah. they're, negative um protectors which is you know let's not let this happen again mm-hmm. and and so i think this idea of flow is fascinating as a is the outcome of something that is you know more the fruit of an idea um of integration um and like you said it, it requires awareness and courage and consistency and a bunch of other things so yeah i'm with you 100% yeah awesome well thanks for doing this with me you're Pleasure. A- As always a fascinating dude. I love the fact that this is the stuff, when we go for our walkabouts, this is what we talk about.
1: I know, we always (laughs) drop right in too. Exactly. All right, thanks, buddy. Thanks, Justin.